Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. Jared Bailey, Kurt Homiser, and making his triumphant return to Laces Out, my new doppelganger, Matt Ritteram, everybody. It's great to see you again, my friend, but I'm mad at you. That's fine. You can be as mad as you want. <laughs> Matt, so, Matt thrives on that kind of that kind of anger, especially especially when it comes from you, Jared. It's, sure. He knows what he did. Uh, yep. So first of all, you deserve a lot of credit because, you know, doing that long-ass piece where you predict the score of every game throughout the season. What was it 285 games? Yes. So that, I'm sure, was grueling. So... <laughs> All the props to you for that, but there's one thing that you know what you did, Matt. You know what you did. Enlighten the people for anybody that has not seen it. Matt has the Steelers going eight and nine. Matt. Eight and nine. Come yep. on, man. Let's let's talk about that. What what's what's gotten into you? You know they haven't had a losing record since two thousand three, right? Yeah. That's Mike fine. Tomlin has never had a losing record. Yeah. Mike yeah. Tomlin is a very, very good head coach. And uh-huh. he's the only reason I think they're even gonna win eight games. I mean, look, so in that division, for the record, I have them finishing third. I have them finishing ahead of Cincinnati. And then I'm I'm looking, I'm pulling up the records right now because there's no way I'm remembering all off the top of my head. Um, I think I have – I I have it in front of me if you need. There there you go. What what is it? Cleveland, Cleveland I know I have winning the division and then Baltimore is – you have Cleveland eleven and six, Baltimore at ten and seven, and then okay. Pittsburgh eight and nine, Cincinnati five and twelve. Okay, I could not remember for the life of me if I had them tied or not. Okay, so look, my my basic problem here with with Pittsburgh, a few things. One is Roethlisberger's deep ball at this juncture is like six feet. Okay, they have no ability, to play. and everyone in the league by the second half of the year knew he could not throw the ball down the field between the numbers. Cannot do it. He has to put yeah. so much air under the ball that it's like a fielding a punt. So everybody just said, well, screw it. We're just going to play cover three. We're going to put two corners on the outside. We don't, we don't have to play a two-safety look. We can just play one safety high, cheat the other guy down to the box, play against their run game. Najee Harris might be great. I have no idea. I mean, he might be terrific. Yep. They have no offensive line. They get blocked. And, and nobody's worried about them going over the top. So – it's not that I think they're going to be terrible. I think they're going to be about a 500 team, but I just think they are so limited offensively. Look, I, I don't believe they're the 11 and 0 team that started out last year. I also don't believe they're as bad as the team we saw at the end of the year. I think they're about in the middle of that, which is to say, look, if this was a 16 game season, I would have had them going eight and eight. Like I just, I think they are a decent team. If everything goes right, could they go 10 and seven? Sure. But I, I just look at them and say they're very limited offensively. Defensively, I think they're still very good, but they did lose some guys. Dupree's gone. That's a big hit. They didn't replace him because they didn't have the cap space to do it. Steven Nelson is gone. 
Mike Hilton, I think, is extremely underrated, and he's gone. Now, they are going to get Devin Bush back, which is a big help in the middle of that defense, okay? But for me, they're okay. They're decent. They're the kind of team that if they play well, they could beat anybody on a given Sunday, and if they don't play well, they could lose to the Bengals. Well, here's the thing. I went through every game as well. Didn't do scores or anything because that's grueling. But I will say this. I'm going to try to address everything that you just said. So with the offensive line, yes, it's not a great situation. But Kendrick Green, guy at Illinois, he's going to be the starting center right away. Um, I didn't know too much about him, but then my guy Nick Farbaugh from ACC Network got really excited about it. He said that I should be excited too. I went back and watched the film. I love Kendrick Green. First of all, he's got a brand on his arm. You know what that means. He's tough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's so hard for people to understand. He's got to be great because he's got a brand on his arm. So uh-huh. check the center box. Left tackle, I'm scared. I will admit it looks like Chiquima Okorafor is going to be the starting left tackle. That's the one thing that I didn't want to have happen post-draft. They didn't address left tackle to the fourth round. And even then, it's more of a guy who's really good at zone blocking and Dan Moore, not really the most athletic guy or good in space. So I am nervous about that. Um, But defensively, yes, Mike Hilton, arguably the best nickel corner in football. They were always going to lose him because they knew he was going to cost a lot of money. And they were comfortable with Cam Sutton because of how well he played when Hilton was hurt last year. But the fact that he goes to Cincinnati, they got to play him twice a year now. Yeah, that hurts. Um, and then the whole Steven Nelson situation, I feel could have been avoided. Um, it, from what the details that came out about that, apparently they were going to give Cam Sutton the opportunity to compete for the number two job. Steven Nelson wasn't fond of that, said he wanted out. I, I don't know. It, it irritates me too. So, but defensively, yeah, I'm feel fine with the front seven. You know, they have. Last time I checked, TJ Watt's still there. Cam Hayward's still there. Stephon Tewitt's still there. Devin Bush is coming back. The best safety in football, Mika Fitzpatrick's coming back. Defense isn't too worrying outside of corner to me. Even then, you know, I still believe in Joe Hayden as a solid. He's not elite by any means anymore, but a solid number one. Cam Sutton's good. Um, other than, yeah, offensively, Ben's arm, we'll see. I think it'll be somewhere to last no, year. No, no, no. no, we're not, we're not going to see. <laughs> no, see, this is where the – stop it. Stop it. He has no arm. Yeah. He has no arm. I, and I, I just got into this with some guy who writes about the Steelers, and I don't want to say because I can't remember who it was. It was somebody who writes about Pittsburgh. Was it on Twitter? Yeah, and it was, it was like a week or two ago. It was like – Okay. And I said something about – I know, yes, I know who you're talking about. Yes, I Let's remember. Look, it, yes. man, cut the shit. He can't throw the ball. <laughs> it's over. He's a, he was a great player. He's a Hall of Famer. Right? Like, you could make an argument he's the greatest Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback ever, him or Bradshaw, right? No, he is. Okay. Well, you could argue Bradshaw. I mean, the guy won four Super Bowls. <laughs> and an MVP, by the way. One MVP. Okay. All right. So, That's, another st- That's another episode. But, but my point is, look, you can make the argument. That's fine. It's a Hall of Fame player. But, like, this idea that he's got to be defended to the hell. Well, you know, they, they ran that offense last year because that's just how they want to – that's bullshit. They ran that offense last year because they had to. You can't throw the ball a foot. And you, and they know it. So this idea that, like, and then I love how, like, Steelers fans <laughs> will point out, like, the three times you hit somebody downfield. Like, well, here's the thing. I can, I can probably name all the ones that they named. They'll name the Claypool play. They'll name the Deontay Johnson play against the Colts. Yeah, I was actually thinking about the Johnson one with the Colts. Yeah, and, it, I, and there was one against Denver. Maybe that was Claypool. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, that was the Claypool one, the 82-yarder. He, it's fine. Like, it is what it is. He can't throw the – it's like, look, I remember when Manning, his last year in Denver, 
Oh, yeah. It, now, now Roethlisberger's not to that point. Yeah. But <laughs> there, you watched Manning the last half of that season. He, he cannot drive the football. It's over. It's mm-hmm. just over. And, you know, people always go, well, you know. You know how that year ended, though, Matt. Yeah, with Brock Osweiler <laughs> and, then, and then Manning riding the greatest defense of the last 30 years. <laughs> Look, and, you know, but people always make the mistake of saying, we, and not just with Roethlisberger, by the way, but a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, he overthrew that guy. He's still got an arm. It's like, no, he overthrew it because he has no arm and he had to throw the ball like a punt. Like that, <laughs> That's why he overthrew him. So, listen, I don't think the Steelers are going to be terrible. Tomlin's a very, very good coach. I do think they'll be able to run the ball a little better this year for no other reason than Harris is an upgrade at running back. Yeah, And they have good receivers. Like, I've not knocked their receivers. Their receivers are good. I thought Smith-Schuster coming back is a big deal for them. Defensively, I don't know that they're the, like, number one defense that they were a year ago. But they'll be really good. They'll yeah. be right up there. My concern with them is the same concern we saw surface last season, which is that they cannot throw the ball down the field. And in today's day and age, that's a problem. This isn't 1995 and Neil O'Donnell and Barry Foster and Bam Morris anymore. You're just not going to win that way anymore. Philippe, I think Merrill Hodge was on that team too. Go ahead, Kurt. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I was just going to say, you know, you look at the Steelers team and you can talk about Ed, Ed and Najee Harris and you can talk about, I mean, yeah, it's fair to talk about the receivers that they have and the weapons they already have. But what have they do? What have they done to upgrade this team? I would say they've regressed. You, you've lost uh, Bud Dupree. You lost Steven Nelson. You, you had a decent draft. I, I like the, the Steelers draft, but – in no way did it really scream to me that the Steelers got better this offseason. And I would argue that they probably got worse. Now, I don't know. I don't know, Jared. I'm not at the point yet where I can have a definitive answer if I agree with the eight and nine record prediction for uh, for Matt's uh, season prediction there. But, you know, because I, I, I see a lot of people saying this with the Buffalo Bills is, you know, what, what did they do this offseason to to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? What did they yeah, do? Yeah, I was going to say, can we start crapping on the Bills? This isn't fun okay. for me. I'm getting there. Hang on. I'm just saying they're in a similar situation. You know, I think the Bills are in a better situation because they brought back all of their guys and they kept all their guys, but they're in a similar situation. It's the, it's the kind of narrative of, okay, they still got their quarterback. They still got their defense, but what did they do to get better? And there really isn't a, a screaming factor. I mean, last off season for the Bills, it was Stephon Diggs and look what that did. So, you know, I would not be totally surprised if the Steelers missed the playoffs this year. I think the AFC is going to be absolutely loaded this year. I mean, just their own division. We we know how stacked it is. Um, we know how good Indianapolis is going to be this year. A team like the Chargers could be sneaky this year. A team like Denver, if they pull off an Aaron Rodgers trade. I mean, the AFC is going to be stacked. And if the Steelers want to get to the playoffs, I don't see it on the arm of Big Ben. Here's the thing. I will say this. I will get Matt Verderam's face tattooed on my ass if Baltimore has a better record than Pittsburgh. I just, I just please, do not really. see. Please don't. Don't take that bet. I will not take that bet, my friend. I'll call the police if you do that. You've threatened to call the police on me for my haircuts, much, much less. Well, you got a haircut. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but now, I just don't see Baltimore as being a legitimate threat in a stacked AFC. That's. I you, call I me, you, know. you can call me biased. That's fine. I get it. But like, I just... no. I mean, I don't think they're going. To, I picked them to go ten and seven. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I, I mean, I, no. I think. I think did I say Super Bowl. Are... I meant playoffs. I did, did I say Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, you meant the play. Oh, I can see them going to the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. I, well, here's the thing <clears> with Baltimore. Okay, the last couple of years, 
they beat the piss out of every bad team they play. Exactly. They kill them. Yes. That, the problem is January, you're not playing the Jets. That's the problem. So, like, to me, in the regular season, Baltimore will, will beat teams they should beat. That's what the Ravens do, right? They'll, side, they'll side, note, side note, they have the seventh easiest schedule in the NFL this year. Yeah. So Point perfect. Like, they will they will roll every team they should beat because that offense is death against bad teams. It's very hard to deal with. It's power. It's, it's all this athleticism out of Jackson. The problem is then you get into the playoffs where you play teams like they played last year in Buffalo, and Buffalo basically was like, I don't care. You're not running the ball. Beat us. Beat us any possible, and they scored three points. That's it. And, and whenever they played Kansas City, they'd never beaten them. 0-3 against Mahomes. They don't, and they've not even come close in two of the games. Like, for an example, week two, they play each other this year on Sunday Night Football in Baltimore. And as someone who grew up a Chiefs fan, I can tell you right now, I have no fear of them in that game. None. The Chiefs will just make them one-dimensional. Mahomes will throw for 400 yards, and that'll be the end. Like that's, and so I think Baltimore is good. But until Jackson becomes a better outside-the-numbers thrower, they're just not going to win games because teams are going to pack the box. They're going to play one-on-one outside. And when you're not good and you're not talented enough to stop them as a team like maybe Cincinnati is or somebody like that, they're just going to run the ball down your throat and it's not going to matter, right? They'll mm-hmm. play action you to death. But when you get them in third and seven, it's a problem because he can't throw the ball the way he needs to. He's got the physical tools to do it, but he's not been as accurate. And to be fair to Lamar, look, I will say this. Their receivers have stunk to high heaven since he's been there. Okay? <laughs> their receivers are not good. Now, do I think if they had good receivers, he'd be Mahomes? No. Would he be better? Yeah. So they went out. They got Rashad Bateman. We'll see. You know, I got to see it. He's a rookie. Like, everybody mm-hmm. went crazy about Hollywood Brown. He can't catch a cold in Alaska. Okay. So, I mean, I, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I agree. Look, I think the Ravens are a playoff team, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. I don't think they're top three in the AFC. Head-to-head? I think I lean Ravens. I'm sorry, Jared, but I think I lean Ravens over the Steelers just because yeah, Lamar Jackson. I'll be right Lamar, again. Okay, Lamar Jackson can do more than Ben Roethlisberger is. There is there is well, no denying that. He yeah, can throw fast. That, okay, that? that's fine. He, I've never argued that Lamar is you know worse than Ben right now, but you know last and year, I, you know, go ahead. Wait, Pittsburgh's defense was fantastic last year. They lost a lot of pieces. Baltimore's defense is still going to be very good. What does Baltimore's defense have beside Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters? They lost Matt Judon. They lost Yannick Ngakwe. Their front seven they, isn't all that great. Okay, Yannick Ngakwe was non-existent since he lost since he left Jacksonville. Their Explain to me what they great. have then. Their secondary is great. I'll give their you front, that. Their front seven, not great. Thank you. It's capable, but the Pittsburgh offensive line is not great. The Pittsburgh that's, offensive I'm, I'm, line. I'm just talking, I'm just talking Pittsburgh, Baltimore, head to head right now. That's that's all I'm going on. Here, here's one thing though, Baltimore. Okay. You look at their front seven on paper, and it's it's a lot of Pernell McPhee, and it's a lot of it's a lot of Calais Campbell at, at an advanced age. But you have to factor in the way they play. Wink Martindale mm-hmm. blitzes more than anybody in football. Mm-hmm. They ha- their secondary being as good as it is allows them to bring a lot of pressure and make those guys better than they are individually because they blitz like now. By the way, there's a yin and yang to that. That's also why the Chiefs plow the daylights out of them every time they play them because they have to bring pressure to get to Mahomes, and I don't care if God is playing cornerback. (laughs) He's going to beat them. 
And it's it's every time. And that's why. It's a horrible yep. matchup for Baltimore because Baltimore knows the only way to beat him is to hit him. Yep. And to do it, they got to bring six. And Mahomes is like, that's great. It's Travis Kelsey and Patrick Queen. Here it comes. And there's nobody <laughs> guarding them one-on-one. So, you know, there there is some of that. Now, against Pittsburgh one-on-one, right, like you don't worry as much about getting beat over the top so you can blitz. And that's not to say, look, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, that's a rivalry unto itself. They'll probably split the games this year. Okay, yeah. but I agree. I think Baltimore is slightly better because I just think at this point Baltimore has has more in the tank offensively. I mean, their run game's ridiculous. I don't love their passing game. We've talked about that. But their run game's mm-hmm. good enough that they're going to win games in the regular season because they'll have games where they rush for 250. They just yeah. will. They are. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. I mean, they ran for 265 last year, but Lamar turned the ball over four times in Pittsburgh once. So, you know, this I'm not fair. worried about it. Fair. Until he proves that he can throw the ball, I'm not worried about Baltimore. That's fine. I mean, he's got to okay. he's got to be better throwing the football. That's fine. All right. All right. Then, well, I think I think Jarrett's getting a little heated here. So we'll we'll yeah. move on to it. Another <laughs> another team that maybe uh I wanna I wanna question you about here, Matt. You you got the Tennessee Titans finishing nine and eight, and um I might want to argue that a little bit because I do not love the Tennessee Titans going into this year. I really don't. Okay. You know, they 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 lost Corey Davis. Their defense, what did they do? They added Caleb Farley. If he plays, that's awesome. He could be a phenomenal corner for that defense. But if he doesn't, they're back at square one. And I just, you know, I, I don't want to they, – they weren't a flash in the pan because, you know, we saw what they did last year. But, you know, I'm just not a huge, huge believer – in Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans team as a whole. So just get, kind of give me your your mindset when you were going through their games. Okay. So first of all, they do not make the playoffs in my uh yeah. in my yep. city. But they are nine and eight. So I like what they did a little bit more than you, I guess, defensively. They added Bud Dupree and they added Danico Autry, who I think is really underrated. Okay. Now the problem with all that is they also gutted their entire secondary outside of Kevin Byer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's like, great, we're going to get home faster, but teams are going to be able to throw the ball in a nanosecond because no one's covering anything. Now, if Caleb Farley pans out, then I like their defense a lot more, but he's a guy who's got a lot of talent but a lot of injury history too. The back is yep. a major concern. Offensively, you've got Tannehill, Brown, and, and Henry. I don't care that they added Josh Rounds, right? But I also – like my bigger concern to them offensively is losing Arthur Smith. Uh, he was a very, very good coordinator. Now he's in Atlanta as the head coach. But ultimately, I picked them to win nine games because I look at that division and go, well, you got Houston, you got Jacksonville. And you mentioned the culture earlier. Maybe we're a little different on this. Like Carson Wentz was atrocious last year. Yes. I don't, I, now, I actually picked Colts to win 10 games because I just, I love the coaching staff. I like the roster. I like the infrastructure there. But could I see the Colts going seven and 10? Yeah, I mean, if Wentz is what he was last year, yeah, absolutely I could. So I think they get the benefit of they play in a very bad division. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, th- I think offensively they're still going to score some points. Like, they just, you know, Vrabel's a good coach. I think they'll find some ways to win games. I just, as evidence, though, if you go through their picks, I picked them to lose the last game of the year to Houston and miss the playoffs because <laughs> I think they're a team that, like, they could just lose any game they play. Yeah. <laughs> but they're also ca- talented enough that they're going to win some games that surprise people. Again, they're another team. I kind of just said about Pittsburgh. If this was a 16-game season, I probably would have picked them to go 8-8. Eight eight. I think there's enough talent there. They'll win some games. They'll beat some bad teams. I also think there's enough deficiencies that when they play good teams, they're going to have a problem. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're going to be able to stop those teams consistently. 
Yeah, the thing with Tennessee, I mean, they bring in Jack Rabbit as, you know, that veteran presence. Christian yep. Fulton's there, a guy they drafted last year. So, you know, I think they were kind of prepping for an eventual, you know, facelift at, in the secondary. But the fact that they lose a Dory Jackson, they lose. I think Malcolm Butler's a little bit of an overrated loss. I think that I you know, I agree. Malcolm Butler is, you know, a one play guy without that play. <laughs> we don't talk about him. Um, but they also I'm missing one. Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler. Oh, um, Desmond call. King. Desmond King as well going to um, uh, Texans. So they lo- they lose their top three corners, which isn't nothing. Uh, but they bring in uh, Elijah Molden as well. He'll probably be their immediate uh, nickel guy from Washington. I don't think that they really have any option there. So it's going to be a young secondary. You know, like you said, they kind of flip flop their problems. You know, last year their secondary was okay, but their front seven couldn't get to anybody. Now the front seven's better, but you know they're really banking on these young guys and Jackrabbit to be good. So, yeah, I think another thing that goes, uh, you know, Corey Davis is gone now too. So I think that's going to garner more attention to AJ Brown as well. Johnny Smith isn't there anymore either. How's that going to affect the offense? So I think they're going to have to rely even more on Derrick Henry you know, more so than they have in recent years, which probably isn't what they want to do too much. I think, I think my whole um, disagreement with this stemmed off you having the bills lose to them in Monday night football. I think that's just, it's okay. (laughs) I'll let it slide. You know, I I don't, I don't want to be like Jared and and harp on my team and, you know, (laughs) wow. Wow. I thought we were friends. I know. I know. I know. I I completely agree with your, uh, with your prediction for the bills, but I just, I, I will say I'll be a little surprised if they lose to Tennessee. I, I I just I don't have much faith in them. And when they faced Tennessee last year, Tredavious White and Levi Wallace were both out. So who do they have? Josh Norman as their number one corner. I just you know this team this team is completely different from the last time they faced them last year. So it's okay. That's 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 my only qualm that I have that I'll bring up. Uh, otherwise. Matt, you did a great job. Let me just say that. Right. right. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Listen, yeah. you know what? You're going to lose some games. You're going to lose yep. some games you probably don't expect. You're going to win some games. You know, I got. I almost picked the Chiefs to lose to Washington and ultimately just could not get past the fact that I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick can beat Mahomes in a game. But <laughs> I, you know, but I, I, I picked the Chiefs to lose to the Chargers and I had a lot of Chiefs fans. Why, why do you have them losing? Can we give, they're 15 and 2. Yep. They're, yeah. They're going to lose a game. Like, they're going to lose some <laughs> games. They you can't know? go well, they could go undefeated, but it's highly, highly unlikely. They're not um, going undefeated. Yeah, like, exactly. There was a game the year they won the Super Bowl. They played the Lions and they were up at Ford Field. And the Lions the, Lion, the Lions held Pat Mahomes without a touchdown pass that game. If I'm correct. Have, I can't even remember. Maybe they did. I but the Chiefs ended up winning the game with like 30 seconds left. Like Daryl Williams fell into the end zone. It was, it was uh, like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> It was a ridiculous game. And, like, <laughs> going into the game, you couldn't find a person alive, including on the Lions, who thought that game was going to be the yeah. <laughs> and people, yeah, But that's the point. Like, I remember Jacoby Brissett went in there and beat him the next week at Arrowhead on, yep. on Sunday Night Football. Yep. So, man, like, like I, I love doing the prediction stuff because it's fun and it's May and there's there's nothing else to really do. And I, <laughs> and I do these, these predictions every year. But, like, I'm more concerned with trying to get like the playoff teams right and who's going to win the division. The records, I mean, listen, right. if the Chiefs go right. 15 and two or 13 and four, like, who cares? I mean, how, how many times? How many times last year did we, you know, coming off a, a week where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a horrible week, and we say, "What is going on with this team?" And now they're Super Bowl champions. I mean, any given week, anything can happen. It's, it's the, the NFL. It's the NFL. Look at your team last year against the Rams. Yeah. That game. It, 
Yeah. They won, they lost, they won again. Like in the span <laughs> yeah. of 30 minutes. Exactly. The NFL is a great and, and we all know too in the NFL, so much of this comes down to who's healthy. Mm-hmm. When do you catch a team? You just mentioned like when when Buffalo played Tennessee. Well, they got Tennessee got them without their whole secondary. Right. Like, you know, now this year is a little more predictable, maybe in the sense that there's not gonna apparently be COVID to deal with. Or at least anywhere not, not anywhere near near the scale was last year, right? Like you remember last year, all of a sudden Cam Newton, he's not playing against Kansas City. Here goes Brian. If Cam Newton played the game, they probably would have won. The Chiefs were atrocious in that game, but they won because Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham just could not stop throwing the ball to the feet. Like, you know, but it's going to be very interesting. I, I do think the AFC, though, as you pointed out earlier, Kurt, I think I think the AFC is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I do I do think there's a little bit of separation with some of the top teams compared to me in the middle tier, but you know, a team like the Chargers, like I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but would you want to see them on Wild Card Weekend? Probably yeah. not, right? Like, I, oh yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like as a fan watching. Absolutely. I mean, they're they're <laughs> oh, an exciting, no, no. exciting like, team. Opponent, you probably don't yeah. want to see them, right? No, yeah, them, and I would even make an argument for Miami. I mean, in yours, you have them ten and seven making the playoffs. I right. think they could absolutely be a playoff team this year. I the thing it will be two is the only thing though, and I I yep. win picking them as yep. a playoff team because yep. I love the roster, I love the coach, but man, I just keep thinking, and I know it's unfair to the kid. Like he played half a year, <laughs> he was awful in a couple of those games to the point he got benched yep. against Denver and, and Vegas, and then I keep this just replaying like week seventeen. That was. Oof. Uh, if the Bills wanted to score 70, they would be <laughs> yes. That game was brutal. I remember going into that game thinking, well, the Bills aren't even going to play their guys. It's just not going to matter. <laughs> and then, like, I was – I forget. I was probably watching Kansas City or, or whoever if there was a big game at the time, but I wasn't watching the Bills game. And I'm looking at the score, and it's like, oh, my God. It was yeah. 30 points at halftime. What the hell's going on with Miami? And it was just you – know, and you watch, I rewatched the game afterwards. Jeez, that yeah, well, because – Worse than the score. I mean, they they had Allen and all the starters going for the first half, and then you know even when Barkley came in in the second half, they were they were scoring points at will at will. It was that it, it was probably one of the worst days if you're a Miami Dolphins fan because it's yeah. just embarrassment on on top of embarrassment losing to backups. The thing that I want to talk about next: the NFC North. You know, obviously the the storyline surrounding Aaron Rodgers is he going to be there? Is he not going to be there? Let's assume that he is gone. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess he kind of favored Minnesota a little bit. Maybe the Bears of Justin Fields starts playing sooner rather than later. It sure as hell isn't going to be Green Bay. Um, so let's assume that Aaron Rodgers does, you know, play either in a different uniform or for some reason decides, yeah, I'll sit this year out. What are what's the NFC North looking like? Because it's uh, kind of a crapshoot after that. I mean, if he doesn't play there, which by the way, I I will go. I think he's going to be there. Um. If he does not play there, I think Minnesota wins the division. And I, I have him as a wild card team. I have him ten and seven. I, it's a tough division. Here's what I know about that division: Detroit sucks. <laughs> That's what I know. You and, don't believe in biting kneecaps? They're they're just they're rebuilding. Is what yeah, it is. Yeah. Like they're not. That team is not winning the division. They're not going to the playoffs. So if the Packers see the here's the thing with the Packers. Like let's let's say they end up doing what I don't think they'll do, and they trade him. Okay, what if they trade to the Raiders and get Derek Carr back? Like, they're not going to the Super Bowl, but could they win the division with Derek Carr? Yeah, they probably could, right? Like, they could probably go 10-7 and with Derek Carr. So, Mm -hmm. it depends. Now, if Jordan Love's a quarterback, I'm not not picking him to win the division because I've never seen Jordan Love throw a meaningful pass. 
I think Minnesota is good. Minnesota last year was one of my biggest disappointments. And I like Zimmer as a head coach. I really do. Like, I, and I think the rosters – I mean, there's not too many teams that have Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of talent. And Kirk Cousins, yeah. for all the shit he takes, is a decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not like Kirk Cousins is terrible. So, look, I, I, I like also that they added Darishaw in the draft. They desperately need that offensive line to be better. They got Dalvin Tomlinson on the interior for the defense. They bring back Pierce, who was an opt-out on COVID last year. I think the Vikings are good. I think the Vikings will win 10 games, 11, maybe even 11 games. And if they do that, I think they're a playoff team no matter what. And if Rodgers isn't there for any length of time or for the whole season, if they trade him, I think they could win the I think they can win the North. I like Fields a lot, but I, I do worry like I think he'll be good. I, I really do. But my concern with him is just you have Allen Robinson and what? Yeah. And you also, who the hell is on that offensive line? Like, Kevin <laughs> Jenkins is going to be a starter week one at left tackle. Like, nothing against Kevin Jenkins, but that's a lot, man. Yeah. Like, you're just immediately putting that on that kid. So, I think the Bears, it feels, and, and also, this field start week one, or is it the Andy Dalton show until week six? <laughs> like, I, I don't, so with all that uncertainty, I don't know what to make of the Bears. I, that's why I had him eight and nine. Yeah. I could I can make an argument for six and eleven. I can make an argument for ten and seven. I just don't know when the hell Fields is going to play and and what it's going to look like. And the thing with Fields, I, I, like, is is he going to be Tua Tagovailoa? Is he going to be Justin Herbert? Is he going to be somewhere in the middle? Right, I think that's know. a big part mm-hmm. of it too. Yeah, I, I think a big thing is just the you know the continuity. I mean, uh, the the Vikings have been a team. They've been a core for however many years. They've all been together here. There's a lot of moving pieces, and I'd be lying if I didn't say that I, I'm not excited to see these Bears play because, I mean, Jerry, we talked about it in the last episode. You know, I, I like what they're doing there. I mean, I, I, I yeah. thought Justin Fields was a perfect fit for them, and I like what they're doing, but maybe not this year. Um, you know, the Vikings are getting a lot of players back from injuries. They had a lot of different injuries last year. Um, Kirk Cousins, he, he can win a game. He can win many games. We, I mean, they have they have a good, solid core in Minnesota, and I don't, I, I don't know, Matt. You seem a lot more confident that Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing than I do. I just, I can't. I mean, I can't blame him for being upset, but I also don't know. And Jared, I also think I remember you saying that Jordan Love is going to be the best quarterback out of that class. Oh, uh, you remembered that? I do remember. I was really that. hoping I, nobody else would. And I want you to come back to that because you keep saying that if Aaron Rodgers plays, they're not going to win any games. And if you're that high on Jordan Love. I don't know. I think you better step up and take credit for your word there, pal. I mean, I'll, if he's successful, I'll dig up the tweet and put it out there. <laughs> but if he sucks, I'm going to hope that no one finds it. But I'll, I'll be sure to bring it up. I mean, that's fine. Um, no, I was high on him. I I don't understand why Green Bay did what they did. But, I mean, we've talked about that more than we've needed to. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, what makes you – I mean, I don't think he's going to be there either. Why do you think he's going to be there? Money. Funny. Okay. Yeah. Words of Randy Moss. Straight cash, homie. Jeopardy pays a lot of money, though. Yeah, that's nice. Look, (laughs) here's why. Here's why the Packers. So a few, a few serious reasons. All right. So first of all, one thing that needs to be. I just did a radio spot before I came on here. I talked about this. One thing that matters. They do not have an owner. They are owned by the fans. They're not going to have a PR-conscious owner telling the football guys what to do. Those guys like Murphy and Gutekunst are football guys. They don't care what everybody else thinks on the outside. And, by the way, it's Green Bay. They're the only game in town. Mm -hmm. Those fans are going to side with that team 10 times out of 10. They do not care 
about what Aaron Rodgers thinks up there nearly as much as the national media might make you think. Now, could he get traded? Absolutely. He could eventually just say, look, I'm going to be toxic as hell. I want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> what I think is going to happen is I think the Packers are going to say, look, we'll put more money in your contract. We'll make you happy. If we need to trade Jordan Love, we'll even entertain trading Jordan Love. But we're not trading him. You're playing here or you're hosting Jeopardy. And by the way, if you retire and host Jeopardy, you owe us $23 million for your signing <laughs> bonus, and you're not getting your $30-plus million salary this year. You're telling yeah. me he's going to quit football after an MVP season on a team that could win the Super Bowl <laughs> and give them a check for $55 bucks? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll believe that the day that I see it. Okay? And by the way, if he were to hold out for the year, if he were to hold out for the whole season and lose 30-some-odd million bucks, if you're the Packers, you've lost no leverage. You can just trade him next offseason. Like, because to me, look, let's say they trade him tomorrow, all right, which they're not going to do because they, they'd at least wait past June 1st. But let's say they trade him tomorrow. And they got three first round picks for the guy, and maybe plus a player or whatever. All right. You can't cash in those chips, those draft picks, until next April when the draft comes around. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You could just have him for this year. And trade him in February or March next year, you're cashing in the chips at the same time. True. It's, so to me, like, what is the upside? Of, well, to the Packers, so you, they don't have to hear him complain. Mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> like, this isn't the, like, look, we live in this, this world now of player empowerment, which, by the way, I think for the most part is a good thing. Okay. But, like, we just saw, and I always use this example James Harden forced his way out of town in the NBA with the Rockets, but basically because he stopped trying. Okay, show up, run out of shape, and stop trying. There's no equivalent for that in the NFL. Like, if Aaron Rodgers didn't try, there'd be a fist fight in the huddle on the third line. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Like, if he, if, he, if he walked out there and purposely just, like, chucked the ball out of bounds and threw the ball into the ground, I'm not – there would be a brawl on the sideline after the first series in week one. So – to me, there's not that same kind of leverage. It's not the same atmosphere. Could the Packers move him? Sure. Like, it's always a possibility. And I certainly, as much as I report on the league, I believe in people like Peter King or like the godfather who believe that he's going to get dealt. So maybe I'm the jerk here and I'm wrong. <laughs> I think the Packers are going to end up looking at this and going, we're not trading you. And if you want to retire, great, man. Send us a $55 million check. <laughs> I'll believe that he does that the day he cuts that check. Okay. I will admit that's a pretty compelling case. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> Things that I didn't take into consideration. Well, I mean, I just listen. This is my full time job to sit here and do this. And, that's fair. And I, you know, I mean, part of dealing in this business. I mean, Jared, you were down at the Senior Bowl. I know Curry, you were at the Super Bowl. Like, the more and more you run to people who actually, it is literally their their business. Is you know whether you're talking about agents or general managers or people in in the front office. You know, I, I mean, I've I've seen I've only reported on the league for a couple of years with sources and in that capacity, but you see it differently now because you deal with those people all the time, and mm-hmm. you see it through their eyes, and you see it like, well, no, like we're not, like we don't care. You know, you, you watch Sports Center and you're like, well, man, he's going to force his way out of town, and then you talk to somebody in the league, it's like, what are you kidding? <laughs> you're going to be the guy who's known for trading Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. see. 
you know, I will say, I will say this much, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, especially national media, myself included, who originally said, why did they not take the original San Francisco deal that was reported? But then you think about it, the optics of that, if he wins right away in San Francisco are brutal for Green Bay and Green <laughs> Coos. Like, and if you, you know he would, you know he would. If yeah. He if, for that 49ers if, team, absolutely. Yes, but if you're the guy who trades Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco and he wins two Super Bowls back to back because of that roster, then yeah, you're, you're never getting a job again. Well, and again, and I'll, I'll, I'll just finish on this, but I think, look, you also have to keep in mind, like, they are a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. They were the one seed last year. They've been to back to back NFC title games. This is the one thing I'll push back on with Rodgers a little bit. And, and to be fair, he's never come out and said this, okay? But you hear it all the time in the media. Like, they, like they've never given him any help. That's just bullshit. Yeah. They're one of the best offensive lines in football. Devontae Adams is a top five receiver. Aaron Jones, a top three running back. Robert Tunyon looks like a really good young mm-hmm. tight end. He yeah. is nothing. He's nothing. He's got a pretty damn good team. He's got a coach who's 26 and six. Like, I, I don't understand this idea. Like, defensively, they're all right. They're average. They're not terrible. They're not the Raiders defensively, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so have they, have they used first round picks on talent around him? No, but my God, his whole career Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, or Michael Finley, good offensive lines most of his career. Yeah. You want to make the argument about McCarthy? Fine. I'll hear that argument. But Peyton Manning, I mean, look at his career. Like, and that Tony Dungy was a, was a good coach, but Tony Dungy was not an offensive guru by any stretch. Like Peyton Manning was basically his own offensive coordinator most of the time <laughs> in Indianapolis. Jim Mora, not a great head coach. Okay. Like uh, Caldwell, look, I, I think Jim Caldwell gets a bad rap, but Jim Caldwell mm-hmm. also is not like, I mean, let, let's be real here. He's not Jimmy Johnson, right? Like he, he's not right. Mike Tomlin. So I think sometimes that gets overblown. Like Aaron Rodgers has had a pretty damn good career in Green Bay and a good supporting cast. Man, how many NFC title games has he gone to in his career? Three of the, la- three of the last four, hasn't he? Five. The last to Atlanta. Lost to Atlanta, lost to San Francisco, the lost, lost to, to Seattle, Bay last year, lost to uh. Right? I mean, and look, I get it. Like, there's always, there's always stuff that happens behind the scenes. There's more to it, whatever. Fine. Yep. But this this narrative that gets built that they just had nothing around him and poor Aaron, it's just crap. <laughs> They've got a good team around there. Now, Deshaun Watson, take the legalities aside, that man has nothing around him, okay? True. That team is a hollowed-out shell that is essentially looking to win about two games this year. But they've got talent around him. Or, or the, the, the Packers have talent around Rodgers. I mean, that, the idea that they right. can't win, they're the third biggest favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. You were at home last year in the NFC title game. Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't get into all that stuff. He has plenty of talent around him. He's fine. <laughs> well, we will see how all this progresses. Matt Verderam, we missed you, and we hope to see you again soon. You know, next week we'll tease this later, but, you know, we'll see how we can progress all this out. We missed you, buddy. It's good to see you again. Glad to be back. Now we all get a few months to relax and be people before uh, all-consuming NFL things start yes. uh, August. Exactly. Hey, rookie, rookie minicamps are going on right now, so there's always stuff. Slippery Rock about. alumni, Roland Rivers is at Steelers minicamp right now, everybody. I, I'm going on vacation next week. I don't, I'll be the first to say this. I don't care. Good. Good. Take some time <laughs> off, man. It's the only time that matters. Yep. If somebody gets hurt, unfortunately, then it matters. Until then, don't waste my time with Devontae Smith catching a catching a, a six-yard hook pass. <laughs> Everybody's having a stroke that he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right, All right buddy. Well, you enjoy your vacation. We appreciate you coming on. Maybe we'll talk to you next week, but we'll talk to you soon, all right?
Sounds good. Take care, guys. Thanks, Matt. Oh, I think, Matt, I think Matt has. Uh, I think he, he's convinced me on a few things. You know, he, I think he did too. Now <laughs> I've got to really reevaluate this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Like he, Matt, just he has a way with words, my friend. Because you know, I was, I, I wasn't sold that that the Packers should trade Aaron Rodgers. I really wasn't. But I also was not totally sold that he'd be playing because it seemed pretty serious that he wanted nothing to do with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, Matt's got sources. Matt knows, you know, he knows the ins and outs and not just the national media. So, you know, I, I would trust his, uh, his, his thoughts. Yeah, and the thing, I will say this much about the whole Aaron has no help argument. I think, you know, yes, Devontae Adams is phenomenal. Aaron Jones is phenomenal. Outside of those two, though, I mean, he, mm-hmm. let's not pretend that Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Alan Lazard <laughs> would be having the years that they would if anybody else but 12 back there was their quarterback. So I, I think the I think the thing is, you know, that he doesn't get help is they don't consistently bring in help. It seems yeah. like they've had the same offense for, you know, consistency is great, but it seems like they've had the same offense for what, five years now. I mean You remember when they made a big deal about Jimmy Graham signing there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean the the upgrades that people are talking about is, you know, taking a guy uh, no Bateman was Bateman on the board when they, when the Packers drafted because if that um, would have been the pick, that, that would have been huge. That would have been the upgrade no, that we've been talking about. I think Baltimore took him at 27. Green Bay picked like 29. So he was okay. taking a couple uh, picks before. The same, the same mindset that I'm talking. You know, just a, a, a substantial upgrade. Because taking a guy in the fourth round, yeah, sure, he could turn into something great. But Yeah, getting Amari Rodgers wasn't nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm not discrediting that at all. But it's right. just, you know... <sighs> If you go out and you sign one of these top wide receivers to be a number two wide receiver behind Devontae Adams, that's what the Green Bay Packers, that's what Aaron Rodgers has been has been clamoring for all this time. And, you know, I, I, I you know, you can't argue that he doesn't have that he doesn't have help because he does. He has one of the he is arguably the best wide receiver in football. And, you know, it's just he needs help every year. If you're not good, you always need to upgrade. There's there's no there's no time to just sit back and say, I'm happy with our roster. Let's keep it the same after we lost whatever you said, three out of the five. What what, what do they make three out of the five? Uh, I think they've been in three of the last three of the last four or five because you know they played Atlanta the year Atlanta went to the Super Bowl. They you know lost to San Francisco Seattle, and the San Seattle Francisco, game and Tampa then Tampa Bay, Bay last year. So okay. maybe like four yeah. out of the past five or six NFC Championship right. games they've been in, and they just keep coming up. You know that one game short, and yeah. I th- yeah. I think that that'll weigh on a player, especially a guy of oh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers' caliber after a while. So I think the frustration's understandable. It's just the play calling in certain situations has not been the best. You know, we look at the field goal thing last year. Everybody's made a big deal out of it. The guy on Jeopardy asking the question, which was hilarious. Um, But no, I think that some of his frustrations are definitely, you know, all right, you know, I've gotten us this far, but we need something else to get us over the top. And we just don't seem to be addressing that problem. And I think that could be one of his biggest quarrels right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I I don't really, don't really blame Aaron Rodgers for his his unhappiness, but uh, I want to run through here. If you haven't checked it out, I'll, I, I tweeted it out too. But Matt's article for the two hundred and eighty five games for schedule. the love of God, go read that. Go read it. It's it's great. I mean, he's got breakdowns of every game and uh, everything, and he's got score predictions. But I want to run through the the playoff predictions here because why not? It's May. We can talk about playoffs. Why not? So yeah. starting in the AFC, the AFC wild card round, he has the Chargers facing off the Bills. He has the Bills taking that. And then they, uh, 
He's got Miami versus Cleveland. Cleveland taking that mm-hmm. one. Ravens versus the Colts. He's got the Colts taking that one 27-24. Um, you know, I, I I do think that the Los, Jan- Los Angeles Chargers are going to be a playoff team this year. I will I will say that right now. I think I have really them well. going I had them going twelve and five in my first edition of these. I think they're okay. gonna be yeah. fantastic. As long as they're healthy, you know, bring yeah. in a new head coach, a new start, which much needed because Anthony Lynn was horrid. Mm-hmm. I think they're yes. going to be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, Buffalo and Los Angeles wild card round. That would be. <laughs> that would be I a need, treat. I need new pants just thinking about it. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to the NFC. <laughs> <laughs> NFC, we got uh, first round the Minnesota Vikings, who Matt said he was extremely high on, mm-hmm. uh, facing the Los Angeles Rams, who he has winning that division. Um, he has the Rams taking that 33 21. Um, he has the 49ers t- facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has the Buccaneers. That would that. be a fun game. And then he has the Seattle Seahawks facing off against the New York Giants. He has the Seattle Seahawks moving on from that one. So he's got he, he's, he's got the Giants winning the NFC East, though. He's got the Giants winning the NFC East. I'll, I'll give you here. Matt has Giants going 7-10 and 10 and winning that division. Oh, he's got Matt. Washington. He's got Washington finishing eleven, or sorry, six and eleven. Matt, I wish you would have said that when Matt. Come on, <laughs> I man. I should have brought that up because I knew it would have got you going. But I, I'm going to send him a text mind. right after this. <laughs> I I think the Giants and Washington are going to be the two teams vying for that division. I think they'll both finish above five hundred. I think Washington. You look at what they've added on both sides of the ball are the best team on paper in that division by far, the best defense. Um, but the Giants improved as well. The they Giants have improved a lot. Their and defense, which was really good last year, got better offensive. I think Washington. I had them going ten and seven. I have the Giants going nine and eight. I think both of them are okay. going to be solid. If it, and it's a big if. If Daniel Jones can play better than he did last year, they, they're no doubt they could win that division because we've seen what Ryan. You know what you're getting in Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know he's not getting better. He's not getting better. He might even be getting worse at this point in his career. But Daniel Jones has so much help around him. He has everything. He's got Saquon coming back. They drafted Kadarius Tony. They brought in Kenny Galladay. The brought Giants in John Ross and Kyle Rudolph. Exactly. They have a, a good team. And if everybody stays healthy, and the big if, the big if, if Daniel Jones can take another step, they could be a dangerous team. But if he doesn't, I, I see Washington taking that division. But I just... I don't want I don't want that division's that division's winner to have a losing record back to back. That's the thing. That Just, surprised <laughs> me. I don't think that they're gonna. I think that it'll be, you know, nine maximum ten wins. I can't see anybody in that division having more than ten wins. I think Dallas is gonna yeah. be a you know seven, eight win team. I think Philadelphia might win five games. Um yeah. so well, Matt, hey, Matt's got him five and twelve. He's got Dallas six and eleven. So mm-hmm. again, that, that division will not be pretty, but uh It'll still be fun. We, we like we like watching the uh, the dumpster fires going on. I think but, for the first time in a while, it'll be at least interesting because of Washington yeah. and the Giants. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me let me just run through the rest of these playoffs here because it's kind of sure. interesting. He's he's got the AFC divisional round, Colts Chiefs, and he, of course he's got the Chiefs going thirty one twenty over the Colts. And my favorite, he's got Cleveland at Buffalo. Bills taking it twenty seven twenty four. That would be a phenomenal game. That, that, Two fan I, bases that have been through hell the past twenty years finally climbing over the hump. That would be that would in be an Buffalo, incredible tailgate in Buffalo for the divisional round. That I, I need that. I need that so so badly. Um, if that happens, maybe I'll make a trek up to Buffalo. 
Yes, yes, please. I, I mean, I can't even imagine what the because you still need part you, would be. Somebody still needs to put me through a table. Okay. All right. Hey, Steelers Bills Week One. Make your make your way up. Mmm, the wheels are turning. All right, we'll they discuss are. this. We'll discuss yes. this later. Yes, NFC divisional round and Matt Verderon's uh playoff prediction here. Packers, Seahawks. He's got the Packers only winning by three, 34-31. Uh, and then he has the Los Angeles Rams going up against the defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's got the Rams winning. Matt has the Rams going onto the championship Sunday. Uh Matthew hey, Stafford effect. Yes, I'll run through championship Sunday here. He's got Bill's Chiefs back-to-back years in the AFC championship game, and he has the Chiefs taking it again. So he has the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, and Matt has the Green Bay Packers winning by one point, 24-23, and he has the Packers moving on to the Super Bowl. And, of course, Matt picked his Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. If we get a Rodgers versus Mahomes Super Bowl, that's fantastic. We got we got Mahomes versus Brady last year. Give, give us a maybe an Allen Rodgers, but but Mahomes Rodgers as a football fan would still be fun. But an Allen Rodgers would be even more fun, I think. Here's the thing: if you know, I don't. Barring some act of God, I don't think the Steelers are going to sniff the Super Bowl this year. Um, but I will say this: you know, if if there's another team that I've got to root for, obviously I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers get a second ring. I would love for Josh Allen to be the first quarterback out of this group that 2018 class to get a ring, just so we yes. can just keep just so we can keep shoving it to the Lamar Jackson stands who say that he's the best quarterback out of this draft class, which he clearly <laughs> is not. So, uh, but he's got the MVP, Jared. He's got the MVP, and he can run a lot and do a lot of cool spin moves <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, people are stupid. Unless you watch no, the show, you're no, not stupid. people people are not stupid. They just everybody has their own opinion, and you're if right. You're that Baltimore, was, if that you're a was, Baltimore Ravens fan understandable we get it jared's clamoring that the Steelers are going to win 10 games this year it's, it's okay everybody can have their own opinion it's That's fine fair. yes that was rude of me i'm sorry that was very rude of me and it's okay we just we just got you heated up from the start of the show so we're, Man, we're bringing you back i came here. in i came in ready because as soon as i saw i texted him as soon as i saw that i was like look man haven't had a losing Steelers haven't had a losing record since 2003 mm-hmm. i don't think it's going to start now I, I don't think they'll have a losing record but i with how like, tough this AFC is, it it's going to be hard. And it, you know, if a team like Miami, if they can't get it going, that could be Pittsburgh's ticket in. Um, but if Miami starts playing well, if the Chargers really get hot, yeah, I don't know. It'll be tough. It'll be tough. It'll be it'll be the same as last year. I mean, it was a tough fight all the way to the last weekend. Mm-hmm. We get an extra game of football in there, so yeah, we do. Wait. Yeah, and like I said, if they get in, they'll get bounced in the first round. They might get lucky and get to the divisional. Mm-hmm. They're not making it past the divisional round. I'll say that much. You know, they're going to run into you know Cleveland or Buffalo or Kansas City in the second round. They're going to lose. So, I I don't think they're going to sniff the Super Bowl. I think it's crazy to think that Mike Tomlin wouldn't get a team to you know nine wins, especially with the roster that they yeah. have. Right. But, right. That's fair. But, That's but fair. we will but see. We- We've got uh we've got plenty of weeks of really nothing to talk about. So I'm glad that everybody can stick with us here until we get some actual football content. You know, now that we got all the schedules out, we can break down the schedules here and there. But you know, like I said, we got rookie minicamp going on, so get a first peek of your your team's rookies in their full uniform. So it's, yes, it's pretty cool. Do. It's exciting times. Uh, did you get the uh, the tip jar beta? Because I didn't. 
Uh, that, no, 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 for Twitter, no, I did yeah. not. Mm-mm. Well, uh, eventually, when that comes to fruition, you can start tipping us on here. So, <laughs> if you like what we do here, we're two talented little boys. Send us presents. It'll be I, nice. I would, I'm, I'm not going to beg for money, but I will ask for money if you if you want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to, that's it can, fine. It can be one dollar. It can be three dollars. It can be seventy-seven dollars. <laughs> Whatever you want to donate to us, we will gladly accept, and we appreciate as always. But if not. You just keep watching. That's that's also nice. Keep watching, well. keep listening. We we appreciate all the support. Any any kind of support which comes in any any different way. We love it all. And keep an eye out on both of our Twitters. Uh we're trying to put something together. It seems like it's starting to come together for next week finally. Um so keep an eye on both of our Twitters. You can follow Kurt at at Kurt K U R T Hamaser H A U M E S S E R eighty eight. Uh, I have been insanely busy recently, but you know I'll be I'll get back on the Twitter grind here soon. But that definitely uh, follow me along here, Jared. Where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at jbaileynfl. If you're watching this, you already found me. A uh, new piece on Fansided dropping today about your Buffalo Bills, the three most anticipated games for the Buffalo Bills this season that fans will be okay. circling on their calendars. So go check that out on Fansided. Um, so as always, a lot of Steeler stuff, a lot of NFL stuff, a lot of wrestling and vampire diary stuff if you're into that sort of thing um so yeah follow me on twitter at j bailey nfl and more updates on this big bigger show arguably our biggest show ever i think that's fair both, to say both quantity and quality and quality yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, so, I would say, it's, I would say so it's gonna be a ginormous show next week again we'll <laughs> we'll give you all the details once they develop but if it comes to fruition it's going to be we should get hired somewhere after this because like, <laughs> this is taking so much damn work and we're getting so many good people on. So hopefully, um, you know, once the more details start forming into fruition, we'll get that out to you. But as always, thank you guys so much for watching. Never run wrong. We missed you. We're glad to have you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will talk to you guys next week for Kurt. I am Jarrett. This is laces out and we will talk to you guys very soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.